0: Like, Twitter seems to be the one platform that seems to be pushing back and I guess Facebook in their own way is pushing back as well because they also banned the CBC and a bunch of other uh, uh, Canadian news feeds but that's is what it is and we talked about it This week in a Twitter space, Greg Staley had joined and explained a little bit of what he's going on, going through. That was on the Political Bitcoin Hour, which I host on Twitter with Brendan Gentili on Wednesdays at one o'clock. So if you're around, join. I think we're going to do more on C18 and censorship and Canadian media and all that sort of stuff uh, this coming week. So, you know, it is what it is. Good morning, Jesse. It's good to see you, sweetheart. I hope Rocky is with you and uh, glad to see you. Uh, Beth, busy. It's, to say it's busy, you know, it's, people don't understand. Like it's – well, people don't understand, I guess. It's just – it's <laughs> my schedule is quite, uh, quite difficult to be, you know, keeping the wheels turning on the truck. Plus all the other things that uh, I do, you know, there are uh, little business projects that we're trying to launch off the ground, unrelated to all this stuff and some stuff that is, and all the political backstabbing, fighting that, and all the messaging, and then interviews and all that sort of stuff. I'm not complaining. Uh, I, I'm quite enjoying myself, but it's just a lot of stress, Beth. So yeah, it is um, not stress, but it's just very busy. But uh, I want to wish you all a good morning and an amazing morning to all of you and welcome to the Freedom Coffee live stream where we celebrate our freedoms that we have and we work on expanding them in the future through different ideas and conversation and open dialogue and we do that through two ways one of which is first you got to get your cup of coffee. Or tea, if you're in England. Oh, and by the way, I'll be in England, and I won't be drinking. I won't be drinking tea when I'm there. Uh, more on that later. You'll you'll see me around, I'm sure. But I'll tell you more about that. And um, and the other thing is, we get ourselves out of a state of anxiety and focus on positivity, and focus on each other and all the good things in life, and you know all those. You know, annoying, stre- perceived stresses in our life. We kind of park them off to the corner. We'll deal with them strategically, like we deal with our politics strategically, but don't let it consume uh, our lives, right? D2, what's up? Good to see you. Edge of Thought Ideas. Good to see you again. And uh, you guys are all uh, awesome. Thanks for joining. Yeah, it's a weird time because it's uh, Saturday, it's afternoon, but, you know, like I said, on the Uh, Locals. When I was just starting, I had a bunch of stuff to do this morning. I have a meeting coming up at uh, well, in about an hour from now, with some people in the UK, and uh, so I figured let's try to slot something in right now and let's get us all together. Um, Tomorrow night, not on record. We what's it called? We're releasing another episode of Not on Record, which is you know Sunday nights at eight o'clock. Uh, that's one of the podcasts that i'm not on although i guess hosted once and i was a guest once Uh, but uh, that's one of the platforms that i help uh, uh, that i'm working on shall we say and that's hosted by joseph newberger criminal lawyer in toronto and diana davidson and then some of the other people from the law firm uh, will step in from time to time to give their opinions on stuff So, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's really a good platform to kind of learn what goes on behind the scenes in our legal system, some of the processes, how things work for the layman, what is, you know, why there are certain, uh, procedural matters with courts, which is going to be very important coming in the near future as you're going to start, uh, watching things, uh, regarding, regarding the Freedom Convoy and court cases coming up and, uh, all these people that have been convinced into plea bargain after uh, they've been exploited for fundraising. But what are you going to do? It is what it is. Uh, so yeah, I'll be in the UK and um, going there to do some interviews uh, with some, well, I don't want to spoil it, but you'll find out. But uh, I think things are, you know, uh, in general, I think for all of us, we're, we're still stable, we're good. I see even the economies, you know, as I was on with the macro guys a few, days, uh, a few weeks ago talking about how things have plummeted within transportation, but now we see a little bit of an uptake. So I don't know, maybe things are gonna work out, uh, but then at the same time, see some other indicators of some issues. So we'll talk more about uh, the economy and macro investing and all that stuff in the near uh, future. I posted something on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, Some of you may have seen it. Beth, I know you saw it for sure. And that is, you know, a little caption, a little meme, if you will. You know, memes often are sarcastic and funny, and that's why we like them. But I also like the ones that are positive. And this one was basically a billboard on the side of the building that said, Call me crazy, but I like to see other people succeeding. Life is a journey, not a competition. i repeat it again. Call me crazy, but I like to see other people succeeding. Life is a journey, not a competition. And I was amazed how many people, you know, always with the positive messaging, it's so nice to see there's so many people that engaged, shared, liked, sent me messages and all that sort of stuff. And that's something that's completely completely devoid of politics. Politics is not engineered for positive messaging. Either is the fake news, and which is why I, I try to do it. And... I don't know. It's uh, it. I believe that's true. I've always maintained that you know life is a journey. It's uh, not the destination, and to enjoy the ride. That's kind of the framing that I, you know, did the messaging around the freedom convoy and all that stuff. That let's enjoy the moment while we're here, as best we can, uh, despite putting out all the fires and the chaos and all that sort of stuff. And I think if we all kind of adopted that sort of frame, then all of the things that we get. I don't know, uh, we get primed for by the media that we have to have anxiety, we have to be stressed over, whatever. I think that starts to to fall by the wayside. And people go back to having perspective like we used to, like, yeah, okay, there's always noise, there's always problems. Uh, you know, that's the way life is. But we're not going to allow it to affect us emotionally. They're just, you know, uh, something that things that go almost on the, you know, the the to do list of, Things you have to deal with or acknowledge at some point, or as uh, you know, David Allen, uh, the the uh, organizational philosophy that I started with many years ago, the four Ds: do it, delegate it, defer it, or delete it. That's all it is. That's all it is with all the nonsense and uh, the political nonsense too. So, anyways, if you are following me on Twitter or on Instagram, uh, give it a like if you agree and share that uh, perspective with other people because I know there is a lot of people. Uh, that need that. Uh, is there an existing launch time watch parties ever for? Oh, uh, okay. Is, is there an existing launch time uh, watch parties ever for not on record podcast? Uh, not yet, but that would be a good idea. That would be an awesome idea to get people together in certain places to do a watch party. Uh, I'm I'm really busy with stuff right now, but you know I try to do obviously what I can for not on record. But that's something that I've had in the back of my hand and there's a, a kind of a maybe possible tour that I, I and some other people are working on. And that might be something that we can incorporate in it because I think there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding of how the legal system works, which is why I, I wanted to do that podcast just to help better educate people and get them away from the bifurcation that, Everybody who who identifies as liberal is evil, which is not true, or everybody who identifies as conservative is evil, which is equally not true, and figure out a way for us to communicate with each other. And I think you'll see, with that platform, it's kind of politically neutral. Like clearly, Joe doesn't like Trudeau, but uh, or the Trudeau administration, uh, but so do many other liberals uh, feel the same way, and that's kind of what I'm trying to show. And it's the only. Little bit of political inference there, but it's mainly just legal. It's not about politics, but, anyways, okay. So, got some good news. <laughs> well, good news. <laughs> the Toronto Star, <laughs> the Toronto Star, the Toronto fake news star, uh, who I banned from the Freedom Convoy press conferences because uh, nothing they say is remotely remotely true is asking for trudeau to resign it was in an op-ed so it's not from the paper itself uh but the the headline there's a couple of headlines written about this and one of them is uh in reference to a study justin trudeau should step down before the next election majority of survey respondents say now that would never be allowed to go to print if they were on board entirely with Justin Trudeau. That's just the way media works. So that's showing that there's a bifurcation within people who identify as liberals or the Liberal Party itself. I mean, I happen to know who there is, we've talked about this before, um, but now they're, now they're saying the quiet part out loud sort of thing. And that just shows we're at the tail end of his political career. Will it go to 2025? I don't think so. There's too many people with big business interests in uh that have ties to the Liberal Party that are they're just business people and that's the party they support, um, are starting to realize it's starting to cost them money too. So I think that is a sign to celebrate. But what's interesting is um some of you might know that, so I'll have to I'll have to explain this. I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna co opt this idea. Uh, or sorry, borrow this idea from uh, uh, from uh, the comedian, author, uh, now YouTuber, Scott Adams, who I've gotten to know a little bit. Uh, really, really nice guy, by the way. And it's really funny. <laughs> he has, he's, he's discovered this data point that, oh my God, it seems to be so consistent, which is, tw- you have to pardon my language, 25% of people will fuck up every question on every survey. It's not always the same 25 people, of course, that change, but they'll screw up every... They'll always screw up. Like, it's it's so funny how consistent it is. You know, the sky is blue. 25% of people will say, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's like it's that blatant and crazy. It's really funny. So, having said that, uh, this study, which asks, should Trudeau resign... By the next uh, the next election. What percentage would you say uh, that disagreed and thought Trudeau should run again in the next election? Apparently, it's a 27%. <laughs> so, you know, it's about, or as they like to say, about one quarter. Uh, so there you go. There's some the 25% who screw up every question on every survey. Uh, 56% of people said he should step down uh 17 percent aren't sure uh so i don't know what does that mean uh means there's 70 percent of people who don't even know who justin trudeau is uh which is probably the accurate number remember because we're aware of what are what things are going on politically because we've been affected by it there's a very large minority of people who have never heard of justin trudeau they don't have a clue who he is right but anyways, that that whole theme and that whole story would not have run in the Toronto Star you know, six months ago, ten months ago, whatever. So it's um, a sign that things are going well. Okay, I want to talk about convoy bait. I'm going to have to do this again. <laughs> this happens every time Trudeau's polling numbers plummet for some reason. It's almost like there's a correlation. I don't know. Um, we saw... Your messaging coming out uh, through social media, which is what the the feds slash political operatives use to sow in um, to seed narratives and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they've they've tried to bait all the quote freedom fighters or convoy supporters or whatever you want to call them and us and whatever. Uh, they it's about a week ago saying we it's time for another convoy 2.0. So I'm gonna do a. A live stream in the near future explaining how to identify somebody who is a Fed slash federal political operative, uh, political fixer, maybe sometimes people in law enforcement, although not usually so much in Canada, uh, where you're dealing with a Fed who's trying to get people into trouble. There's a bunch of very clear signs on how to do it. I'm going to talk about that in the near future. But this is one of them. When Trudeau's numbers collapse and you start hearing people saying, we need to have a convoy 2.0, that's coming from feds. That's coming from political operatives, right? Because what they need, what do they need? They need a boogeyman, right? So they're trying to use you and trying to use your good nature and concern for the country against you to bait you into, quote, another convoy. There's no another convoy. The freedom convoy was done. The line in the sand was drawn. We took... Justin Trudeau's reputation for being, I don't know, pretty, and flushed it down the toilet globally, where everybody now understands he and his administration are all monsters. So there's no need for another convoy. Next, we need to just wait for the other corrupt party uh, to gain power, and then we can put pressure on them. Just wait it out. Right now, you just need to just chill and let things work it out. But... Uh, they're not going to allow that to do it by they I mean the political operatives who need to save him and have the the cathedral, the political homogeny, whatever you want to call it uh, they need to set they need to seed a second convoy to bait you into um, uh, into getting involved in something that's not necessary right now, and there's a second benefit if they get enough people to buy into this nonsense of oh, our Convoy 2.0 right now. And that is it would destroy the legacy of the first convoy. I was discussing that in the space yesterday and somebody brought up this very salient point, which is 100% accurate. Taken, for example, Woodstock, which was kind of the framing. I was trying to message the Freedom Convoy around. Well, you saw the Woodstock 2.0, which was in, or Woodstock 2, which was 1999, I think. What happened with that? It was a complete disaster, and it almost completely destroyed the legacy of the original uh, the original Woodstock, which is exactly what they want to do. They would love to have another convoy of truckers come to Ottawa, which we're not going to do. But they would love to have them come to Ottawa and become violent, right? Because then they're oh look, see that's the boogeyman. That's everything that we said they are. See, look. Anyways. I'm getting ahead of myself. So um, don't take the bait, like I was saying throughout the convoy. Do not take the bait. Do not take the bait now. There's no convoy 2.0. Anybody who tells you there's a convoy 2.0 is a fed or in some way linked to the political class, the federal uh, political, maybe the provincial uh, political class as well because they all kind of work together, right? But it's very interesting to see Both the Convoy 2.0 and Justin Trudeau should resign in the Toronto Star and seeing the community notes on Twitter. (laughs) So I don't know if any of you have signed up to be um, one of the – how do you describe them? Somebody who authenticates community notes or creates community notes or whatever I did a long time ago, so when it was first announced. Uh, So I periodically, when I have some time – We'll take, you know, 10 minutes or so and just go through a bunch of community notes that I've been prompted for uh, to make some corrections and make some comments. And it's really funny to see all the leftist activists, the leftist political activists, trying to use community notes to manipulate the reader. Um, If you haven't signed up for community notes on on X, Twitter X, whatever we're calling it now, uh, I highly recommend it. It's so funny. Um you what you do is you see basically a fake claim by and the fake news media is getting community notes like crazy and I'll get to you in a second Jesse. And they um uh, so <laughs> the, the fake news comes out with a story. This was something on CTV, I can't remember what it was. And uh there was a whole bunch of community notes and they're all from like leftists and all that sort of stuff. Uh people tied to politics and so when you click on the community notes, it gives you a whole bunch of there's the, kind of the positive and the negative even though it's not trying to say that and it gives you a number of reasons why the note or the article is problematic, inaccurate, fake, fabricated, whatever it is. And the one that's real that's great that boy is this consistent with it with applying it to the legacy media and that is misses the key point or irrelevant i.e. it's misleading or irrelevant. All of like like I could go through the entire CTV Twitter account and apply that label misses the key points or irrelevant to like 95% of their articles. It's so funny. <laughs> it's and you know it's a really good way to vent the frustration at the, the horse shit that they're trying to uh distribute and, and brainwash you to thinking in news. Just go on and start just start giving them community notes for everybody to see, and what does that do? That affects it in the algorithm. It makes the algorithm realize that it's not a reliable news source, and it informs everybody else who's reading it so it's um it's really great and um it's It's really the best label that explains the fake news industrial complex strategy, which is what I think I'm starting to call it the fake news industrial complex right. Uh, someone on X posted, we need a Convoy 3.0. Oh, now there's a 3.0. <laughs> uh, I laughed and said, uh, there will never be a 2.0, so I don't know where you think we have a 3.0. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think right now it was it was a monumental period in Canadian history. Right now what we need to do is we need to, you know, set we need to inform people of what happened there, why we all got arrested. And uh, which was mainly people on the inside that were trying to tear it apart, which I was trying to stop. So because I was trying to stop, you know, them sabotaging us and getting us into trouble, I got the labels from everybody in political convoy. All you guys know that. Uh, So the, the next step is to inform people as to what went on behind the scenes, which is what I'll be working on for some time, in addition to other stuff and uh, hopefully you will help me do that as well that's why i like share and subscribe to these streams or stuff that i do whatever um and yet, you know yesterday i was in a space with a liberal guy and the guys i think is an anti-trudeau liberal and there are lots of them there are a lot of them and kind of my kind of liberal i don't agree with him on a lot of policy ideas but some of them i did uh, well, not stuff. we didn't get into policy ideas, but framing, like the understanding of postmodernism and the threat that postmodernism, that philosophy brings to our society. I was shocked to hear him say that, a liberal telling me that, you know, postmodernism is a problem. And it was, very, it was equally interesting for him because he knew who I was, never spoke to me, had all these preconceived ideas of who I was based on – You know, things that he read in the fake news. And he said, uh, I can't believe how much I'm agreeing with with BJ in this this chat. Um, And I said, yeah, there's a reason for that. And this is a good tip for all of you. And this is the best way to describe it. Nothing you read about a public figure is accurate. That includes positive and negative. Nothing you read about a public figure is accurate. And I live this. I went through this. Because according to alternative news and fake news and fake right-wing news and fake left-wing news, and I'll fake every, every – it's all fake. It's all fake. According to all of them, uh, I'm a, both a neo-Nazi and Jewish. I'm both gay and married with children. My mom called me laughing, saying, I can't believe all this time you've been hiding a family and children from me. Don't you love your mother? You know, like that's just nothing you read about anybody is true. That includes all the crap that you've been seeing distributed about me from political convoy. It's not true. None of it is. And it'll take time for people to understand that. And uh, we're well on to that journey. We're what a year and a half into it. So um, when you... When you get into this, as we're talking to people more about the Freedom Convoy, what actually happened, and people start to become better informed, and they become curious, and even liberals become curious, which is what's starting to happen now. That's why I was in a conversation with this guy, who you know I don't align with politically, but we found a lot of things that we you know could communicate on. When you start to explain to people how we were sabotaged, how political convoy was involved, how Keith Wilson lied on the stage in the POEC, how Andrew, she- Andrew Lawton's book, half of it is complete bullshit, when you start talking about that stuff, uh, people who've bought into this framing uh, or the framing that they've been primed, primed for, they're going to slip into what we've discussed here before once or twice, the seven signs of cognitive dissonance. So when some and this is something to practice it's really entertaining when somebody is suffering the seven signs of cognitive dissonance the reason they are is because they have had in the in the in the context of the freedom convoy and everything after they have had the political class launder ideas through those people and had them adopt them as their own ideas that's what brainwashing is that's why they spend so much money on all these little proxy organizations and all these little, you know, slaves and foot soldiers uh, like Hurt Locker Tom and the rest of them, that money was spent to prime all of you to launder ideas that they wanted everybody else to have. That's how all of this works, right? This is why political parties are so invested In social media because they're trying to launder their ideas through you and it's really funny you can see it you can see it on the left side right when people promulgate and repeat and parrot word-for-word things that Trudeau says or even better about Trump oh Trump's a racist blah, blah 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 the right is doing the same thing to you no different but it's difficult to see it when it's people that you agree with politically that's why it's very important to always see what the other side is thinking, even when you don't agree, so you can kind of see the consistencies in nonsense from either side. So the seven signs of cognitive dissonance, for those of you who forget what it is, it's number one, this is when you present uh, an alternative, uh, well, I should say the truth, as opposed to the narrative that they've bought into, in the context of the Freedom Convoy, right? And the narrative is, oh, some grandmother from Northern Alberta, just all on her own, started this convoy and brought all these truckers to take down, uh, to to go to, to protest Justin Trudeau, and then they arrested her and made her a political prisoner, right? You'll see by my tweet on, uh, so on Monday night, you'll understand uh, there's a big hole in all in that narrative, right? But so when you tell people that what you've been Told and understand is a complete lie. They're going to do one of these seven things. These are the seven, and it's so consistent. It's so consistent. Number one, they're going to change the topic. Number two, an ad hominem. They're going to attack you. Oh, you're just saying that because you know you love. You're a liberal, right? Um, number three, uh, mind reading. They're going to project onto you. They're going to say a, a, again a variation of that. Uh, you're just believing uh, anything because. You don't like X, Y, Z, right? Um, word salad. That's what uh, Trudeau and, ironically, Keith Wilson does anytime he's asked a question he don't want to answer. It's just a word salad of nonsense. Uh, number five, they're going to give you an analogy instead of a reason, right? And they're going to say, oh, it's like if a tow truck comes to pick up a car and blip blip, something that makes no sense. Not an analogy to support it, an analogy instead of explaining uh, why what you're telling them is wrong. Uh, they'll say, uh, number six, it's too complicated to explain. So you explain data point A, B, and C that Greg Staley has uncovered about the Freedom Convoy. They'll say, oh, I could tell you, but you just won't understand. And the other one that you all recognize from Jordan Peterson with Kathy Newman on Channel 4, the So You're Saying Strawman. They'll start with, so you're saying and completely mischaracterize what you're trying to tell them. Those are the seven signs of cognitive dissonance. Be prepared for it. Get ready for it because when you understand that that's what's happening, it's really easy to continue in the conversation and not get emotionally invested and angry because you understand, oh, they're just slipping into cognitive dissonance. Okay, I can pull them out by just asking them some you know, practical questions. Um, So learn this list as much as possible because I think you're going to start seeing a lot more things coming out. Diverge Media is working on a documentary or a film or something like that. Uh, I think War Campaign has been talking about this uh, from time to time. Uh, I try to watch them when I can, but I'm so busy. But I do watch them from time to time. Uh, I'm sure the National Telegraph will do something at some point. And... um, all of these will affirm everything I've been telling everybody for the past year and a half, almost two years. And what's going to happen is people will lash out and tr- and try to attack you as a result. It's like when – what's that woman's name, that grifter woman? Stacy Stacy something. Coder or something? Uh, you know, anytime I would type something that would completely tarnish their fake narrative – She'll go on uh Twitter and call me blowjob. I'm like, oh, well, that's <laughs> that's very uh very intellectual and very clever. Wow. <laughs> Just uh, somebody's uh struggling at, at, at debate tactics, I guess. It's very interesting. So uh that's what they'll do. They'll do to you as well. And um, yeah, so I uh, love when they project. Oh, yeah, Jesse said, I love when they project. My answer is always, thank you for telling me what you think. Yeah, 100%. Uh, edge of Thought Ideas, two, ad hominem, three, mind reading, gaslighting, 100%. Number four, word salad, Trudeau and Keith, five, analogy, um, false equivalence instead of direct reason, exactly. Number six, too complicated to explain, won't tell you. And number seven, straw man so you're saying 100 percent exactly so um next thing i want to get on to hold on no, Beth's got a couple things not on record may have just uh been disappointed about any of the discussions there oh okay uh beth is talking about uh the podcast not on record which is on youtube sunday nights at eight o'clock she says not on record uh, have not been disappointed about any of the discussions they are fascinating and informative yeah, and joseph you know Joseph has done a lot of media like legacy media for many years again it 's in the context of a lawyer, so he 's not doing political stuff, and he 's just talking specifically about cases and he tends to focus on false accusations, and that 's what paired Diana and him up because Diana was uh a fierce how shall we call her a fierce warrior against me too. Uh, from the women's perspective. So it was really great. Um, there are some to unite us men, and then to divide us. Stop focusing on the disagreements. Focus on the similarities. Agreed, 100%. And that's within people who may have different political frameworks of us. The only people that, unfortunately, we have to focus on, it's important to focus on a little bit of division, So the people who sabotaged us, right? You, you can't be the Canadian military, the analogy that... Um, uh, that Daniel uses, you can't use, can't be the Can- Canadian military, and know that you have CCP spies within your military, and then just ignore it, right? Um, so you, we need to purge the people who sacrificed all those truckers and got them arrested, and then when fundraised around them, and then kept the money for themselves. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> welcome politics. This is exactly how politics works, right? Uh, yes, agreed, Beth. The last uh, thing I have on here is a little bit of idiocracy. You're more than welcome, Jesse and Rocky. (laughs) Uh, Jesse, Beth says hello to Rocky and hope you're all well. Um, So a little bit of idiocracy I saw while I was in the truck in the U.S. a couple of times. Will and I have spoken about it in the Discord. It's hysterical. There were, when the Canadian wildfires were going on, I mean, we are so going down this path if we don't stop it. That's why we all have to speak out about this stuff. There were They have these digital signs they put up on the highways. Um, this is predominantly on Highway 90 and I think the northern part of 81. And one highway in Pennsylvania. I can't remember which one it was. 81 is also in Pennsylvania, but another one. I can't really remember which highway it was on. Anyways. The, they put up these – remember the Canadian wildfires were going on and well, what happened? I guess it started to rain and it put out the fires, right? <laughs> so – and it's funny. Once the word arson came into play and some people in law enforcement said, yeah, we're, we're suspecting arson. All of a sudden, all the fake news stopped talking about it. Isn't that interesting? So while that continued to go on for about another week or so – You know, I was driving through New York and Pennsylvania, going down to the East Coast, and uh, there was a lot of smoke there, a a lot of smog that came from the smoke, a ton of it. And the thing that I found hysterical, and I put this, it's not even a meme, it's a chart online, of all the different types of masks that you have. So there's masks for nuclear contamination, there's the type of masks that firefighters use for smoke inhalation, you know, things with the big, the two big filters on, that's for smoke. Um, and there's a whole list of different masks that have different uh, different purposes because the design utility of those masks and what they're trying to solve is completely different. So what do you think the state of Pennsylvania and the state of New York put On the billboard signs when the Canadian wildfires were going on. What do you think? What do you think they did? What do you think they would put as a messaging to everybody when all this smoke from the fires is clearly visible? You know, going down Highway 15, that was the other highway, going down Highway 15 and seeing, you know, the valley all of a sudden I can't see into the valley, I can't see the lake that I normally would see and stuff. Because there's so much smog. It, it looked like fog, right? Um, firefighters. Is that? <laughs> Jesse, firefighters. Uh, is that what we call arsonists now? <laughs> firefighters. <laughs> yes. Um, so what they put on the digital signs on the highway that all as truckers saw, Will saw it as well, because of all the smoke inhalation, was wear a mask. Wear a mask, presumably the surgical mask, which is designed for an operating room. Yeah, wear wear the surgical mask for the wildfires. Is that what firefighters do when they go into houses that are on fire? They put on a surgical mask, is that how that works? Because what's really interesting about surgical masks, I was working with for some time, somebody who was a doctor who explained this from they learned in medical school. The purpose of a surgical mask is to prevent, when they're doing surgery, certain types of surgery, by the way, not all of them. Apparently, they don't always wear them in surgery now. Uh, Is to prevent blood splatter and filings for like when they're cutting bone in like a serious surgery, from those filings getting into the air for what's it called, mesothelioma, Uh, to prevent mesothelioma and to prevent blood splatter. That's what a surgical mask is. But the geniuses in the state of Pennsylvania and the state of New York decided the way to combat smoke inhalation from a wildfire is to put on a surgical mask. This is why conspiracy theories are largely not true. Because that's how stupid and incompetent people are within government. That's not conspiracy. That's just incompetent. Okay, and anytime there's a problem now, let's just throw a mask on it, right? Some senior official will just decide that because the senior official doesn't want to get yelled at by the politician who's getting yelled at about from the constituents. We got to do something. What do you do? Just do something. Okay, I don't wear a mask. Okay, fine. That's it. We put out a warning to tell people to wear masks. We did something. So all the politicians and everybody can say, yeah, we did something. We informed the community. We reached out to the community to tell them that we were there for them. Wear a mask. Just completely ridiculous. Anyways, uh, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of that incompetence for the near future, and, uh, but it is what it is, and I think that's it, that's all I got on my little list for today, uh, because I'm going to have to do this, uh, meeting in 15 minutes. Jesse, and yet Canada, they said masks won't help, in the same breath stating that they can't help from COVID, uh, listen and that's the problem we you know i think anybody who's honest in the medical field will will tell you the problem was they deferred medical decisions to government bureaucrats and you know look i get it the fog of war the first couple of weeks people didn't know you know i remember seeing those suspect videos from china of people just randomly falling over did you know that happens in china all the time by the way Yeah, that happens all the time, that there are people, like in all societies, strung out on drugs, drunk, inebriated in some other way, and people just, you know, you go to any big city. Remember, in China, they have, what, a hundred cities that have something, well, maybe not a hundred, maybe like 50 cities that have like 30 million or 20 million people, like they have massive cities, So you go to any massive city, like go to Buenos Aires. You want to see some crazy people? Go to Buenos Aires or go to Sao Paulo or go to New York City, right? Like there's crazy people all over the place. That's just the way it is. Right now we're just giving them government power. That's the only difference. But uh, that phenomenon, I remember because I was at that point, you know, with somebody who was Chinese. That phenomenon of Chinese people just falling over, yeah, that's every day. That happens all all the time, in every country, all over the world. So you can tell it's propaganda. But you know, it's the fog awards It's the first couple of weeks. Okay, we'll we'll try to you know we'll try to be careful and we'll use some hand sanitizer. Okay, fine. Uh, but then all of a sudden, the behavior from SARS in two thousand three to COVID was completely different, and there was something up. And I had somebody uh, who's an elected official tell me that. Yeah, I don't know why we're doing any of this stuff. This makes no sense. We know this is all political nonsense, yet uh, we're told by our leader we just have to go along with it. So it's just government incompetence. Lots of gross government incompetence. All right, I think that is it for now. For everybody who's going to be listening at night, because I know a number of you have told me, you've sent me messages that you listen to the audio podcast version of this. I hope you're having a nice walk with the dog or whatever you're doing and thank you for listening and all your love and support and all your positivity and sticking by me and understand that this entire time I've been nothing, doing nothing but sharing all the absolute truth with you and the people who've been paying a lot of money to sell a lie to all of you will have their up and comings. It's going to take a little while. It's going to take a while a while for people to understand the truth, but we'll get there. We'll get there. And I hope... I hope none of you have endured too much stress uh, as a result of that. Uh, that just kind of, unfortunately, this is what happens when you tell the truth, that all the knives, the opportunistic knives come from all directions, not just to me, but they come to you as well. So I do apologize for that, but that's why we're going to focus on all uh, on a positive framework and work on improving things in the future and reaching out to more people. And um, I think we've got... You know, we had that kernel, that moment in Canadian history where we realized that, as I said in one of the interviews, when the media and the politicians get out of the way, we're all kind of on the same page. Yeah, we might have some differences of opinions and, you know, some of us want more social social services. Some of us want more of a free market. Okay, yeah, that's kind of the yin and the yang. But it's very easy for Canadians to um, – uh to unify. and You see that every day. I explain I, I brought up this point in a another space that you know, there's people in your buildings or in your neighborhood or whatever completely different political perspectives and you interact with them on a regular basis and they're nice people. Well, that's that's how the world is. It's not the, Twitter is not the r- world. Facebook is not the world. Social media is not the world. The world is when you're going out and talking to people. That's how we actually behave. Uh, Beth says, hold firm on the truth. I promise you I will, Beth. Uh, keep up the good work, BJ. Continue to enjoy listening to your talks about things that may concern us always with positivity. Eh, listen, that's the, way, uh, that's the way we fix the world is with uh, patience and positivity. Uh, Jesse says to everybody, have an amazing long weekend. All of you are y'all. And I love you. And I agree. Thank you, Jesse. I hope you all have a safe and amazing weekend. Go enjoy the sunshine. It's uh, it's a long weekend for a reason. I may do a stream on Monday morning. We'll see. And uh, oh, my favorite user ID came up. Uh, Murato and Mackenzie came up. You made history in Canada. Thank you, truckers, lawyers. Mafia infiltrated the movement. They did, and they still are. They're still trying. That's how they're trying to co-opt all these little... You know, community and Facebook groups and whatever, but they're not going to be successful. That's they're going to fall by the wayside eventually, because at the end of the day, it doesn't cost a lot to um, to sell people on the truth. Because eventually, people start to realize it's it's your subconscious. Your subconscious knows that what you're being told is a lie, and I think once we get over that hump, it's going to be a lot easier to unify all of us around the positivity of the convoy what i'm trying to work on right now is liberals i'm trying to get liberals who you know were there were some of them that didn't really understand the convoy and because they didn't get any of the truth through their media sources so some of them are willing to listen i know a couple of them um, have been turned by this book HonkingForFreedom.com. so if you have a liberal in your friend in your your family or amongst your friend network you can grab them a copy and send it to them. Say, just do me a favor, read it. It's a short read. It's three and a half hours. And so that's what I want to focus on now because there's no point preaching to the converted, right? Let's get the people who are open-minded and curious and let's tell them the truth. And so they understand uh, why we were there, what went happened, and how it all ended. Listen, liberals will liberal and conservatives will conservative, right? Like that's the problem with political parties is they behave like cults. But I think also one of the problems we do, Jesse, is – I talked about this yesterday – is I think part of it is when the conservative uh, alternative media constantly conflates liberals with progressives. And the progressives are the loud extremists and whatever and i think it actually it works against us because it doesn't allow people who are like old school liberals who yeah disagree with them but they're harmless they're not evil they they can at least talk about stuff it forces them to be co-opted by the extremist progressive elements and then that's how extremism will grow in in the liberal party that's how the trudeau types get gain control of it it's because we need to start distinguishing between liberals and progressives. And that doesn't mean you have to agree with liberals, but it just means it's, you know, Bill Maher is a good example. He has like two or three issues I agree with, and then everything else I think he's lost his mind, right? But you could see with the conversation with him and Jordan Peterson, you know, they may disagree, but at least they can engage engage in a conversation. And that's what we need to have more of, so. All right, I love you all. I gotta run. And Jesse, I'll see you in the Discord. I'll be around, and I will try to be doing a stream on Monday. And I'm leaving for England or the United Kingdom shortly after. And uh, more on that later. All right. Have an awesome day, and be good to each other. Bye. Thank you, Beth, as always. You have a great day. And uh, I hope you're liking Twitter. I think it just takes some time to get used to Twitter X. And, uh, but there's a lot of people in there, and I, there's a Freedom Convoy community in there. I think you're just authorized to participate in, in that as well, so uh, contribute as much as you want. Uh, I am much to read and to see, but it's fun. Thanks for adding me to the community. My pleasure. All right, you have an awesome day, and we'll talk to you soon.